0: Hello and welcome to the Orange and Brown Talk podcast. My name is Ellis Williams. A little different show for you guys today. We're recording in Berea. That's because we met the Browns coaching staff today. The coordinators were introduced, of course. Special teams, Mike. Special teams coordinator Mike Prefer. Offensive coordinator Alex Van Pelt and defensive coordinator Joe Woods all introduced to the media. Uh, I'm joined, as always, by beat writers Dan Lobby and Mary Kay Cabot. My friends, how you two doing? Doing well.
1: Doing great today. How you doing?
0: Good, good. So let's just start there. Um, first impressions. You know, we've been doing this uh, throughout the off season with these introductory pressers. Uh, Mary Kay, what were some of your first takeaways today?
1: Well, uh, you know what? I really do think that these guys have a. Uh, a player-friendly, likable way about them. I think that, you know, we stood, sat there listening to Joe Woods talk, and it just occurred to me that I really think that, uh, you know, these players, and again, I, I think that this is a Browns football team that is a little bit rattled and shell-shocked by the events of last year. The, the expectations were so high. They end the season at 6-10. and 10, And then everybody gets wiped out, including John Dorsey, who drafted or acquired most of these guys. So I think that there's a lot that needs to be smoothed over. There's a lot of feathers that have been ruffled. Uh, There's a lot of uncertainty about who's going to be back and who's not. I think that these guys are really seem to be, you know, down to earth, likable guys. Uh, Joe Woods, you know, I, I can see the defenders really wanting to play for this guy. He just seems. Uh, like a a players coach, somebody that you can talk to, uh, somebody that's going to try to get the best out of these guys, uh, but also do it in such a way uh, that they are going to enjoy playing for him. As far as Alex Van Pelt is concerned, he's been a quarterback before. I think that's vitally important. Uh, These guys are not afraid to dig in there and mess with Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is, he can be a tough customer. I mean, you might not want to start, you know, going in there and starting to mess with his footwork, but they're not worried about that. He knows what he's doing. This guy's worked with Aaron Rodgers. He just got done working with uh, with Andy Dalton and worked on his footwork and things like that. So they have already tweaked Baker's footwork to the point where, uh, you know, they're having him lead with his left foot in the shotgun, in the short game. And, you know, I think that's good. I think Baker's going to like to be coached. Uh, I think that he didn't get enough of that kind of thing last year, and I think he will welcome the structure and the discipline.
2: They'll make a fun story, too, in OTAs when we get to ask Baker about working on his footwork. You're but, right. uh, you know, to me, I think what stood out again is just, just the contrast, again, from last year to this year. You know, I remember this day a year ago. It was, you know, Steve Wilkes talking about taking this job because of, Kind of strangely, but because of Baker Mayfield, right? You take this job because you have a quarterback. Uh, so that job is appealing. Todd Munkin uh, sounded like a guy who was taking the, the job of offensive coordinator because there was an opportunity to win. Last year, it felt very much like these guys came in, and this was their stepping stone. You know, for Todd Munkin, it was that next step. He had a head coach interview in New York, took this job, and this was going to be his his ticket to a head coach job. Uh, Steve Wilkes coming off a one-and-done in Arizona trying to rehab him, his image, and and try and get back into the head coaching ranks. I didn't sense that this year, and that's not to say that these guys don't have those types of ambitions, but it just felt different. It felt sort of like everything has felt this offseason, a little bit understated, a little bit like we're coming here to work, and you can see how all these guys fit together, and you can see how all these guys kind of work together, and some of that goes back to they know each other. Obviously, Alex being Pelt's an outlier in, in that regard, uh, but they know each other, they kind of know what the expectations are, and, and I feel like they kind of know what they're getting into. And they're taking over a team that went 6-10, and 10, not a team that finished 5-3 and three and has all these huge expectations. And, and then you, I think that's a big difference. Yeah, and
1: the other thing about that, to build off of that a little bit, is the fact that Kevin Stefanski hired this coaching staff, okay? These are Kevin Stefanski's guys. He could go through every single one of these guys and tell you exactly why he hired them. And in most cases, he does have a connection with them. Uh, If he doesn't have a connection with them, he has a philosophical connection with them like he does with Alex Van Pelt. Uh, So I think that's important because Freddie Kitchens really didn't hire his entire coaching staff last year. A lot of those guys were brought on by John Dorsey. And I, I think that uh, there's a synergy on this coaching staff that we didn't have last year. You're talking about how they all fit together. Yeah. I remember a red flag went up for me last year <laughs> when Freddie Kitchens said, well, I don't know what the air raid offense is. He had he did not know what it was at all. Okay, Well, his obviously, Todd Munkin, was an air raid offensive coordinator. And you just knew right from the start that there was a disconnect.
0: Yeah, I, and that's exactly it, Mary Kay. It doesn't seem like... There's really any disconnect here, and look, things can change once you start losing a few games in September or October, but right now it appears that these guys are all in sync. And and to me, the biggest beneficiary of this has to be Baker Mayfield when it comes to Alex Van Pelt. Think of who he had as a quarterback coach last year in Ryan Lindley. It was a a first-year assistant, essentially, and now he's getting a guy with a proven track record with quarterbacks highlighted by Aaron Rodgers' MVP season in 2014, um, Van Pel was real interesting in, in the presser. Almost gave us uh, some football junkie notes. Uh, specifically, he's focusing on uh, changing Baker's footwork. Uh, right now, Baker's throws with his right foot up. He wants to switch that to left. He had a, a fun line about uh, wanting to have his feet sound like Mozart back there and not Metallica. You know, you don't want that tap 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 tap. You know, he's like he's dancing back there. He wants it to be graceful and. I think I think we'll we'll see that. Assuming Baker takes the teaching at heart, we've had you know we've had Baker say a few times he's not going to go find some quarterback guru or whisperer and uh, all of a sudden transform himself over the the summer. But uh, I think that was a little dramatic in the sense that Baker's going should be open to coaching. I, you don't get this far in the successful without being coachable, and I, I feel like we'll we'll see that. And that's why I think the the winner here has to be B- baker mayfield the browns have made a clear investment in his future and and really it's it's uh, for lack of a better term comical to look back at who his co- you know who this this organization put around him in a, a sense of a quarterback coach last year compared to this year when you just compare resumes frankly
2: and can i build off something you said to mary Kay, which i think is is interesting um and kind of
0: what what you were saying Ellis, is
2: you know, what was the goal last year when they put that staff together? What what were they really trying to do, right? It was, or at least what they were preaching was continuity. We want Baker to have continuity and have the same play caller and have a coach who's his quarterback coach that he's familiar with. And it doesn't feel like that with this group. It feels like we're bringing in guys that are here to coach Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. and actually make him better. I, I think that's a, you know, again, you don't want to get too much
1: into winning press conferences, but I think what we heard today is a positive step. Yeah, and I think what happened last year was they got into a little bit of the uh, a little frat boy thing in the, in, the, uh, in the quarterback room, and, you know, it was Freddie and Ryan and Baker and Garrett Gilbert, his good friend from Texas, and, and you know, it just was a little out of control. And I think what you're seeing now is, uh, you know, th- it's going to be an adult quarterback room and it's just going to function more professionally than it did last year it was kind of a mess last year we've written about it we've talked about it the other important thing here is that not only is Alex Van Pelt an experienced quarterbacks coach he's a former quarterback himself so when he says something and even though Ryan Lindley had been a quarterback I mean Alex Van Pelt spent nine years as a backup in Buffalo. He's been in football games, uh, so he's got 11 years as a, as a quarterback's coach, nine as a quarterback. That's 20 years of experience of, of thinking about mechanics and footwork and arm angles and vision and rollouts and every possible thing that – that you can think about with a quarterback, Uh, you know, he has points of reference. He can say, here's how Aaron Rodgers did it. Well, if I'm Baker Mayfield, you know, I'm going to sit up a little straighter if you can tell me how you got Aaron Rodgers to do it. So I just think in every way, shape, or form, this is going to be so much better for Baker.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, hopefully he's really going to get pushed, Mm -hmm. which is what I think he needs. You know, it was – he came in, hit the ground running his rookie year, was – you know spent the offseason hearing you know with the headlines and and hearing his name everywhere he's going to be an MVP candidate and maybe yeah. lead this team to the playoffs and this had to have been a humbling year for him yeah and now they're going to bring guys in that are here to coach him up and make him better not because they're buddies with him not because they are familiar with him
0: necessarily mm-hmm. but because they're going to make him better by coaching him. yeah Mary Kay when when you talk about the frat boy mentality here, and Dan, you're you're right on with that, is to me, when you decode that, it sounds like a, a team or a group when those three just thought talent could win. I'm like, hey, mm-hmm. I can throw the ball, I can zip it in any window, I'll go out there and I'm going to make this work. This new regime, they know nothing comes easy in this NFL. You've got to put the work in, and it doesn't matter if you're Josh Freeman, as Van Peltz worked with, Aaron Rodgers, or Andy Dalton. You gotta put the work in and then you find the results. Talent doesn't get you anywhere because everyone in this league is talented. And as you said, Dan. Baker figured that out this year, and it, and it sounds like he has.
1: Well, I think Baker heard uh, what he wanted to hear last year instead of what he needed to hear. Great point. Yep. I mean, they, they just did not, they didn't challenge him in that way. I mean, they surrounded him, like like we've been talking here, with with buddies and, you know, with his ha ha yuck yuck Freddie Kitchens <laughs> from 2018 and with his best friend. I mean, it just wasn't what he needed. And I think actually, Uh, You know, even, uh, you know, I'm going to put my mom hat on here for a minute. (laughs) You know, people like discipline and structure. You know, they like to have a plan even though they don't realize it sometimes. And I think that he's going to have that this year. Things got out of control last year. And, again, disconnect. Todd Munkin over there. Quarterback room yucking it up over here. Wide receivers over there. It's just not going to be like that this year.
2: You know what else it doesn't sound like too is it doesn't sound like that there's this idea of skipping steps, mm-hmm. right? It's we're going to come in and we're going to work on Baker Mayfield's footwork. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to fix his footwork. This is what I see. This is what we're going to fix. And I, I, you know, I felt last year everybody kind of bought into that hype. And I'm like, I'm guilty of it. I picked this team to go ten and six and thought they'd host a playoff game. So, you know, I've certainly I certainly bought in too but there are steps in this process and it feels like this group which again with that caveat winning the press conference and all that this group in february feels like a group that understands there are steps to this and if you're trying to build a program and build an organization you can't you can't skip those steps you you've got to actually develop it and grow it
1: well in our defense dan for <laughs> Picking the Browns to go 10-6 and six last year, I think it was a 10-6 and six roster last year. I really think yeah, that it was a 10-6 and six roster, and if you look at the second half of the season, it should have been a team that could have won 10 games. I think it was horrible coaching, lack of organization, and just dysfunction permeating the organization that led to that, including... Miles Garrett being suspended for the last six games of the season and therefore the defense going into the tank so I 100% think uh, that they could have and should have won 10 games now they have to kind of regroup a little bit and I'm not going to necessarily say that they will do that this year but I thought last year they should have and could have done that
0: Yeah, Though the bulk of the presser was focused on Baker Mayfield, uh, Van Pelt touched on the receivers on this team, the running backs, you know Guys like Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Parts of the, the other parts of the presser. What stood out to you guys in terms of what he had to say about Odell and the interesting things he had to say about you know having two running backs on the field and the opportunities in front of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt?
2: Well, I think anybody who listens to this knows how I feel about these two running backs. I mean, I obviously really like them. Um, Ellis, I know you and I are, are sort of in agreement that Kareem Hunt is, is the best all-around offensive player on right. this football team. Uh, and, and if he's right off the field, he can do incredible things on the field. Uh, Nick Chubb is really good, and we saw what he could do. And I, and I think in this new blocking scheme, he's going to absolutely. I, I mean, this suits when when I watch Nick Chubb. This suits the way I see him run.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to pick a hole and I'm going to run through it. There's not a bunch of cutback. There's not a. That's not really his strength. And we saw it in the red zone last year when he struggled uh, finishing drives. Yep. If he if he can pick a hole and go. He puts up big yards, and I think he's going to have a big year this year, kind of in that that Dalvin Cookish role for this team. Um, and, and I think kind of sneakily, Alex Van Pelt was very complimentary of Kareem Hunt and kind of what he can do with him. And I think he, I got the sense that he kind of looked at how those two were used together over the last eight games, and it wasn't enough. That, that's the sense I got when he said, we're going to have these guys on the field a lot to kind of create that matchup problem. And to me, when I hear that, I think, I wonder if he kind of went back and and looked and said, why aren't they on the field together more often? I mean, we had times last year when Dontrell Hilliard was on the field, and and I'm not entirely sure why. So I think we're going to see, if Curry Hunt is on this roster still, we're going to see those two guys on the field a lot.
1: Well, first of all, it seems like, the way that everyone in the organization is talking, it seems like they plan on moving forward with Kareem Hunt. For the most part, you know, we have heard uh, pretty positive feedback about Kareem Hunt. So I guess we can, for now, just assume that they are going to have these two excellent backs on the the team again next year. Alex Van Pelt talked a lot about the fact that they will be using a lot more play action, and we know that because uh, he acknowledged they are going to be running basically the Gary Kubiak Version of the West Coast scheme that Kevin Stefanski called and ran in Minnesota last year, uh, which will include a lot of play action, a lot of running, a lot of wide zone blocking, and all the elements of that scheme. Uh, So I really do think that they are going to emphasize these guys a lot, and I think that's going to help Baker Mayfield out so much just even from the standpoint of more play action, which if you just look at the stats, uh, he just shined, and he really excelled in play action versus no play action. So these are some of the things that I think that that they're going to do.
0: And I've written about it uh, with what Stefanski did in Minnesota, but and Van Pelt touched a little bit on the the duo of wide receivers and Odell and Jarvis here, but you just have to imagine that the play action passing that is going to be such a point of emphasis here in Cleveland now is going to open up Downfield opportunities for Odell Beckham Jr. And I'll tell you, if it doesn't, if they decide to carry the corner and bring that high safety with Odell, well, then there's going to be a lot of room to eat in the middle of the field for Jarvis. Once this team finds a number three receiver, a tight end, even Cream Hunt can find that you know that six yard range and turn a turn a pass behind the sticks into a fifteen twenty yard gain. It, it was evident in Minnesota this year and. The proof is in the effectiveness of you know heavier sets and play action. It, it's where the league's headed, and it's it, it's a it's a shame it wasn't here earlier. But now it seems that you have an organization, or at least a, a coordinator and a head coach, who share a same vision in what the foundation of this offense is going to be.
1: And I don't see Baker Mayfield throwing 21 interceptions <laughs> right. next year. Right. I do not see it for many many reasons. First of all, it's a quarterback-friendly scheme that gives you somewhere to go with the football at all times, so that you're not going to have to force it. You're not going to have to press. You're not going to have to take unnecessary shots uh, because it is designed uh, to make sure that you have safe outlets and options. That's one thing. The other thing is they're not going to, they won't tolerate it. They're not going to let him be wild. They're not going to let him just throw it all over the yard. Uh, they're going to make sure that it's a, a controlled you know, some controlled chaos, but I mean he can still be aggressive, he'll still take his shots, but I do not see him throwing 21 interceptions again next year. And if, if he if he is doing that, he's not going to be out there. They will not tolerate yeah.
0: it. Yep, no, I couldn't agree more. Um that's a lot of offense for you guys. Uh, before we get out of here any quick thoughts on Joe Woods and what you heard from him today?
2: Really likable guy, and I know Mary Kay you- Certainly got a chance to talk to him a lot at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, but my you know, my first so this was my first impression of him, and, and it seems like a really kind of down to earth, likable guy. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, reiterated that he's running the four three. This is going to be about creating pressure once more. Pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I didn't come away with a lot of real concrete stuff necessarily but that's sort of how it is to talk about defense sometimes it's sometimes hard right. to just pin one thing down and be like this is what we're going to talk about um so you know I, I i liked what i heard i'm excited to see what he can do he did mention that he has coached another pretty good pass rusher from texas a&m and von miller and he said that he sees uh some of that in miles Garrett. so that's uh been, you know i am excited to see what he can do with this defense
1: you know, he's got some good building blocks, and we all know that, but I think he recognizes that this team needs more talent. Of course, Andrew Barry knows that this team needs more talent on defense. Uh, Joe Woods talked about the fact that they are going to need some safeties, uh, so I think we'll see them add some defensive backs, uh, you know, maybe even some cornerbacks to this football team. You need a lot of them these days. And uh, and that's his area of expertise. So I think you will see a lot of emphasis uh, with Joe Woods on the DBs. In the same way that Alex Van Pelt will be the quarterback's coach, uh, which I think is, is important. They're not going to really go out and hire another quarterback's coach. He is going to be the voice in that room. Joe Woods similarly Will be basically the voice in the DB room, even though they, I think, they, I mean, they have another defensive backs coach per se, but I still think that he will kind of reign over the defensive backfield. And I think he will emphasize takeaways. I think that, uh, that the guys that are here will be attacking the ball more. Again, we saw that with Richard Sherman mm-hmm. last year. Uh, the Browns didn't have enough takeaways last year. That's a very important component of a football game. You've got to win the takeaway battle. And they need to help Baker Mayfield out. They need to get him on a short field occasionally. So I think that's going to be a huge, huge thing from Joe Woods. I think it's going to be attacking. I think it's going to be aggressive. And they do have to add somebody to help out Miles yeah. Garrett. because Even, 11, even run, if
2: they keep Vernon. yeah, even they if they do, add. which yes. they're not
1: going to keep him at $15 million. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah. Not happening. <laughs> um, and somebody else might want to pay him a lot more money. So my gut feeling is that he'll be gone. Um, and if he is... And like you said, even if he is here, they still need to add more people that can get to the quarterback.
0: For me, Browns fans should love the fact that today Joe Woods mentioned Mike Tomlin as his mentor. Um, Mike Tomlin, of course, starting his or you know before he was in Pittsburgh, was in Minnesota as the defensive backs coach. And you you read old stories from then, and you could tell he was a leader, a leader of men. And that's the vibe I got from Joe Woods today. He was real simplistic in his defensive philosophy. He so, said, you know, at the, at the base, in the core, all defenses are the same, which is not <laughs> entirely true, but he, I got what he meant by that because at the end of the day, it's about how you get your players to play on that side of the football and leading and building a culture. And if that's who his mentor is and who he tries to emulate, then the Browns defense will have a type of energy to them Hopefully, comparable to what Tomlin has done in, as one of the best coaches in the NFL in Pittsburgh. Look, it takes a long time to build culture, but if this staff is here for the long haul, obviously including Joe Woods, it, it's a sign that he can slowly start building that.
2: And c- credit to us, you know what we didn't
0: ask about today?
1: Mm,
2: tackling. <laughs>
0: I was waiting for it.
1: I was waiting for it. That, It'll
2: come up. We got
0: a whole spring yeah. and yeah. training
2: camp. And that we that, got and, OTAs, that and OTAs
0: stories. didn't come up today somehow. You so. know,
1: the other thing is these um, coordinators have an appreciation for the AFC North. They really right. do. Uh, Mike Prefer is from here, okay? He's a Cleveland native. Alex Van Pelt uh, just came out of two years with the Bengals, and then again, as you mentioned, Joe Woods, pittsburgh native grew up a steelers fan there you go and most of his family his immediate family is from cleveland so there is a very afc north vibe to these coordinators
0: sounds like they know what they're getting themselves into so uh listeners shorter show for you guys today uh wednesday in berea but next week we will have podcasts all week long because we will be on location in indianapolis at the nfl scouting combine Mm -hmm. so we'll make up for it then uh, for myself, Dan Lobby, and Mary Kay Cabot, we're signing off. Take care, y'all.